Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name is Colin. I'm the C. With me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. Um, I heard you did a play recently. I did do a play recently. I uh, I played Detective Inspector Twig in uh, in a play called Agatha Christie and the Village Hall Murders. Uh, we are possibly don't 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 take my word for it. Possibly going to move to the uh, the New York stage and have a set out run for for many months. Are you going to have a film based on this play? I think probably. Um, yes. Who who would you cast as as uh, the role I was playing? Do you think, Zijan? I thought you wanted to you you, you wanted to be me is the right yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, given the response that we got from uh, films based on plays, uh, yes. our previous podcast, I, I doubt we'll be covering that anytime soon. It could be our our podcast films that we've starred in. It could be. A- <laughs> Uh, that that could currently is at zero. Yes, yes, it is. But we could build on that. Uh, <laughs> I see that you were uh, you've run, run a ten k recently. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, last week, last Monday. Uh, it was Good. the London Vitality ten k. Good work. Um, yeah, I hate. I, I in general, I don't like running. So, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised that I finished it. Uh, without without yeah. stopping to walk, I guess. Uh, in so just th- in just three hours. That's very good. <laughs> uh, it was a long three hours though. It felt. <laughs> but Excellent. yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun. I think uh, it was nice to have people cheering you while you run. I think that. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Maybe I should get some people to do that in Bristol, just as I'm going for a bit of a jog. I feel uh, cheering me on my way. Yeah. Do you do you have your name like printed on a jersey or t shirt? That they can no. use as a guide. No, that's what that's what I need to do, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah, do yeah. that, and then people say, "Go on, Colin, get out of the way, Colin. You're in my way, <laughs> <Yeah>. Colin." That would be that would be great. Um, today, Zijan and listeners, we're talking about Wonder Woman. Yes, um, we're, I'm we're very happy about that. Actually, sneak preview of Zijan's views. Um, he's very <laughs> happy. Uh, we've also talking doing a little quiz about the Aliens franchise, yeah. and we're talking about the films of Julianne Moore. And much, 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 much more. Julianne Moore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the reason I chose it, but uh, that's oh, what a what a what a couple of weeks it's been for Moore's. Julianne Moore's here. Roger Moore's died. It's it's a big it's a big Moore week. I like Roger Moore. He was he was always my favourite Bond. I was always too ashamed to admit it. I don't know that he's okay. I have to tell you, I've only seen the Bond films since Pierce Brosnan. Oh really? Yeah, I've not seen any Bond film before Pierce Brosnan. Uh, well, I recommend um, if you're if you're seeking out a Roger Moore Bond, I go with uh, the Spy Who Loved Me or um, the Man with the Golden Gun, which are both both great. Which the Man with the Golden Gun is the longest Bond title as well. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. That sounds believable. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, that's the one to go for. Who doesn't have a long title? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've definitely not seen any Bond films since Pierce Brosnan. But he's your favorite Bond, right? Roger Moore. Yeah, I think uh, yes. I think to us, some of his later ones weren't brilliant, which I think he, even he would have admitted. In fact, he was a very modest guy. He was very happy to admit that he, his his acting wasn't uh, wasn't of high caliber, but it was all good fun. But yeah, some of the, the early ones he did, it was it brought a lightness that wasn't really there into Connery. So, uh, ah, okay, fair enough. Yes, yeah, lots of lots of jokes and eyebrow raising and stuff. It's, it's good stuff. Mm. Uh, do you have any news that's uh, relating to movies? <laughs> uh, it would be a shame if I didn't. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, we've been doing this for a while. It would be very odd if I started talking about fashion. Let's talk about fashion, Colin. Let's talk about fashion. What do you think about jorts? What, what, what are those? 
I think they're jean shorts. Yeah, let, let's go back to movies. I, think <laughs> I have more okay. opinions on movies than I do on fashion. Uh, so I know that the X-Men New Mutants uh, are continuing to recruit their cast. Oh, yes. Um, James McAvoy is expected to return. Oh, really? So they, that's, I didn't even know they were tying it into the uh, into the universe. Uh, apparently okay. so, yeah. And uh, Rosario Dawson. Oh, yes. She talks to take on the role of uh, Cecilia Reyes, um, who is a mentor for the team, and has the ability to generate a protective biofield. Okay. Yeah. She's uh, she's into her superhero stuff these, these days after her. She's kind of the thing that's tying the Defenders together. Mm, she is. Uh, she's in every Defender um, show, isn't she? Uh, she is, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I like Rosario Dawson. That's good. So, yeah. So I think uh, there are some news about more hirings today, actually. I think if... Uh, I, I saw some girl that I'd never heard of was, was being, had been signed up. Mm. Yeah, can't remember her name, though. That's the top quality news. Uh, <laughs> Definitely, that's how that's how it ends. Yeah, some. I think she. I think she was blonde. Okay, well um, then. Uh, the dark universe has got a name. It's called the dark dark universe. We were all calling it uh, Universal Monsters, but uh, no, not anymore. Okay, why do we need to name the uh, universes? Like, what 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 do you get from naming? Uh, you get a nice logo. Uh-huh. You also. I, I was I was trying to this up and there was a Wikipedia page on this, and and you know how Wikipedia is kind of edited by by Joe Public on this. And there's this massive debate about whether or not this film series should have a Wikipedia page because they they've only well they haven't got any films released yet, mm. uh, even though there's lots in the works and there's kind of logos and photos and stuff. So uh, when I saw it first, there was this ongoing debate. Sorry, this ongoing debate. Um, I went to it today and it's gone. It's not there anymore. The debate is finalised. Uh, so which means I couldn't find out all the information I wanted. But we it's called the Dark Universe. The Pride of Frankenstein is the next one we're going to get um, on Valentine's Day 2019. I, I think I prefer Monsters Universe, to be fair. Dark Universe is just so... Yeah. It's a bit odd. It is. Like, it could work for a lot of things. So, so our usual reminder that Zijan records under a flight path. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's, that's my, uh, my usual Boeing Airbus... Thingy plane. Okay. Yeah, I care as much about planes as I do on fashion. <laughs> yes, uh, it's, it's one of those aeroplane things. Um, apparently, you know, uh, Justice League Dark yes. is, is happening. They wanted to, well, they were toying with calling it Dark Universe, apparently, but, and so they're a bit, they're a bit miffed that it's already been taken. Why though? I mean, they are part of the DC Extended Universe as it is. So why, why is this like creating a subset of universes within a universe? Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the, they've misunderstood what the uni bit means. Um, but yeah, no, so we're seeing the Mummy. That's our next next podcast after this, and if that goes well, who who knows where this franchise will go? But um, they've already signed up Johnny Depp to be the Invisible Man. They've got Javier Bardem to be someone. I can't remember who. Uh, the Rock is rumored. Angelina Jolie is rumored. But they've nailed down Annabelle Wallace. Who? Um, well, quite. She she's playing the love interest. Well, I assume she's love interest in the Mummy. And uh, I saw a bit of an interview with Tom Cruise, and he says Annabelle is in all of them. So apparently, she's going to continue through the franchise. So she's like the Rosario Dawson. Well, I think probably uh, Tom Cruise is going to be the Rosario Dawson of the Dark Universe, uh, or maybe even Russell Crowe because he's going to be in all of them as well, isn't he? So it's a uh, yeah. many Rosario Dawson. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got some Star Wars news. Oh yeah. Uh, apparently, Episode Nine which is coming out, yes. not not next one, but one after that, it would have been Carrie Fisher's film. 
That's what they're saying. Yeah, because uh, Lucasfilm, uh, the Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy has provided comments on her unrealized plans, but because Harrison Ford was front and center on uh, episode seven, and Mark and Hammer will be front and center on episode eight, so okay. yeah, episode nine would have been. Oh. Although in fairness, they weren't. Really, so, so I know that Harrison Ford was pretty big in it, but it was Ray's film, really, wasn't it? Mm. So I know when they say it was going to be Leia's film, I imagine that means she was going to be the most prominent of the returning cast. Of the three, yeah. To. Yeah, I'm sure it's still going to be following um, Ray and Finn and Poe, most of all. Mm. There were supposed to be two major beats as well for Leia's arc. As I said, uh, she was oh, supposed yeah. to reunite with her twin brother. Who could that be? Of course, and, and it implies <laughs> that she would have a fateful final encounter with her son as well, because um, she still has those links left, but... So we don't know what's going to happen, um, whether they'll d- digitalize Carrie Fisher in. Yeah, I, I, well, because they kind of had things saying that they were going to and then something else saying they weren't going to, don't they? So I imagine they're not going to... I don't know, Rogue One, when they brought back Peter Cushing, it was pretty good, but I don't think it was... Necessary? Uh, no, or quite as good as they thought it was. It wasn't. It was still fairly noticeable. Mm. And yeah, he's kind of, it's quite a distraction, isn't it? It is, really. I mean, I don't know whether bringing them back like this is an homage or a tribute or anything but it just feels like but this is the issue where you have you know um, tying in so many characters from the older films and bringing them back in again you have this problem sooner or later they're gonna die yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I have more uh, more Tom Cruise news of course um, Top Gun colon Maverick is coming so, uh, uh, we, 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 speaking about films that <laughs> starring <laughs> starring a uh, a cast that you know is old, is old. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know how how many of the I'm sure they'll bring back Val Kilmer. I don't know if they'll bring how many others they'll bring back, but um, yeah, for years they've been saying there's going to be a Top Gun two, yeah, and it was all in the plan, and then and then then the the guy who directed the first one died, so there's always kind of it's that kind of obviously meant we thought, oh, maybe we're not going to get it after all. But yeah, recently Tom Cruise has confirmed it, and yeah, I think as recently as as today or yesterday, he he um he said yeah, Tom, Top Gun: Colon Maverick is the name, and uh, Joseph Kaczynski uh, is the favourite to direct. He he directed um, Oblivion. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else he's done. So uh, I thought, have you, have you seen Top Gun? Uh, I have for the first time last year. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I guess. Okay, it didn't age well. I'm gonna say it's. I, I love Tom Cruise. I think it's no secret, but it's a very cheesy film, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, honestly, ah, oh, it's. I, I thought it was this one of those classics that oh, I have to watch it, and then when I saw it, yeah. I was like, uh, okay, cool. So, will you watch Top Gun Maverick? Probably not. I mean, I, I don't Contro- know. Controversial. I mean, will you if I <laughs> if I make you do it for this podcast? Uh, that that will be controversial. <laughs> you you can uh, talk about it while I um make snide comments and I get side. I guess. Okay. I can do that. Right. <laughs> Don't forget, you made me watch Beauty and the Beast. That's that's what I'm saying. What? What did I do? It's, you made me watch Beauty and the Beast. It's not okay. <laughs> Fine. Do I, well, do, I, I? Do I have to watch every film that Tom Cruise is in? Is that? Is that? Yes. Yes. So, yes, in yeah. exchange, you watch all the Disney films. Oh boy. Um, Are you willing to do that? I'm happy to do that. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are more Disney films coming out every year than Tom Cruise films. Yeah, probably right. In fairness, we never we didn't do um, a podcast on Jack Reacher Never Go Back, did we? No, that we did. Hmm. Let's say 
you have to do as you, you have to do as many Tom Cruise films as I do Disney films. It doesn't have to be all of them, but it has to be a one for one. Okay, that I think that's fair. Done. Right. <laughs> you got any more news? Uh, not much really. Um, the 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 other bit of news that I have is um another Star Wars news. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's basically um, just talking about the new characters. They've they've shown the the. I think the pictures of the new characters. Oh, uh, I think Laura Dern is in it. And she's playing okay. a character named Vice Admiral Hodo, who is a prominent officer in the Resistance. Uh, Gilmel Del Toro. Am I pronouncing his name properly? Guillermo. Guillermo. Um, Guillermo, maybe? Guillermo. Any Spanish listeners? That is yeah. Uh, yeah, his character was not revealed yet, but uh, the director, who, uh, Rian Johnson, has referred to the character as DJ. Okay. Which could mean a lot of things, really. I think it's Ryan Johnson. This jockey for one. could be wrong. Anyway. Uh, uh, but yeah, okay. so they just re- uh, reviewed it. Um, most of the new characters. And there's a character called Rose Tico, who's played by Callie Marie Tran. See, I, I, I don't know many I don't know who of these characters. No. Yeah. But she's apparently going on an adventure with Finn to a casino city called Canto Blight. Oh, that sounds fun. That's mm. new. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, I've got a few more pieces. Uh, so Tom Hardy is going to be playing Venom, apparently. Um, Wasn't that a news a long time ago? <laughs> Am I missing something here? I think it's since we last recorded, isn't it? Really? Uh, maybe not. Uh, let's move on then. Um, I feel like I've spoken about that. Oh, yeah. Have we? I don't know. I had it written down here. Let's move on from that. Um, the The next Terminator, apparently Arnie is going to be back. What? I thought he wasn't going to be back. Uh, but he said, I'll be back. And apparently, uh, yeah, we all thought he wasn't. And to be honest, this, I'm, I'm sure he hasn't signed anything yet. This is just him talking. But apparently, uh, he's in, and uh, James Cameron will be back to produce. Uh, I thought he was busy hosting, like, the Celebrity Apprentice in the US anyway. Yeah, apparently that's not taking up all of his time. So, uh, mm-hmm. that's good news. Um, we haven't really talked Transformers much on here, because why would do we? we? Do we? Do we want to? <laughs> Just because the the news come out, there's going to be a Bumblebee spinoff, um, <sighs> and uh, Haley Steinfeld is in talks to uh, to appear, or to star, which I like Haley Steinfeld. I think she's good, but I don't think that's enough to make me watch this film. Oh, yeah. I don't think I would. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> good, 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 good for them. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It, it might be a great one. Um, yeah, have it you might seen, be. How many Transformers films have you seen? One. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my final piece, um, I know we, get, we don't normally talk about trailers either, but we've talked about Murder on the Orient Express a lot. So, uh, Oh yeah, I saw that trailer. The trailer's out. Looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yes, um, it's it's pretty good. Um, uh, what was going to say? I did, did I tell you that I actually read the book after you told me about oh, it? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I did. So um, I know what happened. You know, uh, you know who did it. I know who did it. There you go. I, I think so. Looking at that trailer, I thought, "Oh, this is great." Apart from, and this is the thing that I've been bugging me ever since the first photo came out: Kenneth Branagh's moustache and and little <laughs> little soul patch thing. It's terrible. It, it, it was so distracting, wasn't it? <laughs> to I agree mean, with you, I was like, "Huh." Because I mean, Poirot just doesn't look anything. I I, I was a big Alex Christie fan growing up, and Poirot never dyed his hair, and he even towards the end was wearing a fake moustache because he was so keen to make it look black. Well, what he, did Poirot look like? Um. Um, well, he's, so he's got a, he's got a massive moustache. So that, the size of it is about right, but it's always black, like, not a hint uh, of grey. That was that was a big character thing. He never had the little soul patch thing beneath it either, which which Branner's going with. Uh, I thought his accent was good though. He sounded he sounded reasonably Belgian to me. 
<laughs> reasonably yeah no, no, that, that's fair uh I, I like the part where the camera pan through the train mm, and you see me. all the different characters and um you know with their names i think is their names they are, they are i think it's characters. their position yeah so they're, they're, they're yeah. cook the investigator or else yeah, yeah yeah i thought that was done really well but it's funny i, I do wonder what proportion of people seeing this film will already know the outcome because i think it's a pretty famous plot so i think a lot of people would already know who did it you say that right but i only found out about it last year so, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. so i guess there'll be plenty you don't uh yeah i'm looking forward to it that's uh november is it sometimes yes, mm. me too we should do a podcast on it let's do it tom cruise isn't in it is he so, uh no are you worried that you'll be re- watching a disney film after that uh, I just want to make sure. <laughs> want to make sure. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Disney owns Marvel now, don't they? Can I count all of them? No. <laughs> Disney owns Star Wars. Not. Basically, all the films are doing. <laughs> <laughs> Disney owns everything now. Oh, you should have thought. You should have thought more carefully when you said Disney's agent. <laughs> didn't, didn't define your terms well enough. Now, uh, you might remember Zijan and listeners. Uh, last time up, we did a little segment on uh, films we've seen recently. Uh, yes. as suggested by my friend your friend Jenny yes um, I think we should start engaging her as a, as a creative consultant because not only has she suggested this segment she's also suggested a, a name for it oh okay what's it called now um, okay to see or not to Z um, that's brilliant it's brilliant I, I think it's great I will be calling it to see or not to Z because you know branding Why? <laughs> uh, but feel free to call it to see or not to Z if you prefer <sighs> If you're American. Yes. Or if you like rhymes. Yes, if one of those two is true. So there you go. Um, I didn't warn you, Zijan, that we're going to do, do a, a revisit of the To See or Not To Z uh, segment. Um, it doesn't sound right, Colin. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. <laughs> you know, it looked great written down. Um, but since we mentioned I thought I, I would uh, briefly mention that I finally saw Bridget Jones' Baby the other day. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Bridget Jones films or any of them. I've seen the first... Film. Okay. Did you like it? Yeah, it was possible. I like Colin Firth in it. Who doesn't like Colin Firth? Mm. Um, I thought Renee Zellweger's accent was one thing. It was one. Wow. You're not normally uh, not normally someone to criticise a bad British accent, do you? No, that's <laughs> true. Especially. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of her British accent? I thought it was great, actually. Um, oh, really? I think it's it's. Yeah, I, I, reasonable. I, I, at the time. So when it first came out a long time ago I must be early noughties but I, I didn't actually realise she wasn't British so uh, it must be pretty good oh wow uh, but yeah the third one the, the second one is pretty bad but this this most recent one it's not up to the standards of the first one but it's it's good fun um, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot mm. Colin Firth but Patrick Dempsey is in it instead of Hugh Grant yes um, Patrick Dempsey has been I thought Patrick Dempsey was going to be in next Hugh Grant but he kind of Disappeared. Yeah, I don't. Th- I've I've never never been a massive Patrick Dempsey fan, but uh, I'm sure he's got to. I've got got his adherents. Well, there you go. Um, so, <laughs> that, 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 do that, I have that, any films that uh, I would recommend, or or indeed not recommend? There's your. Uh, you can I saw you. Pitch Perfect too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen the first one? You'd have right. I've seen both of them. Yeah. You've seen both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I just saw Pitch Perfect 2 recently because it just came out on Netflix. Oh, uh, I did it. Okay. Yeah, what do you, what and, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Uh, it's not great. Fair enough. I Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a, a drop from quality 
from the first one. It just it seems... definitely is. They're, I think they were trying a little bit too hard, and I didn't really like. Um, oh, what's Anna Kendrick's character? The side story, uh, and then oh yeah, Becca, and and the new character as well, the legacy girl, Junk. Although Hayley Steinfeld or Hayley mm. Steinfeld, I, I'm sure I knew how to pronounce her name when I first first time I said it. Um, she's good in that. But yeah, it, it felt it was all kind of cobbled together of like four or five different storylines yeah. that they hadn't really thought through properly. But they're doing the sequel as well, so who knows? Yeah, I think they got a bit more time for this one, so maybe maybe they thought down a bit better. Speaking of films with female stars, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of films with female stars we saw a film this this week that's so the, the star is so female that not only is the word woman in her character name where are you going with this not only is the word woman in the name of her character the word gal is in the name of her name that's how female she is we saw wonder right. woman what do you think about wonder woman season <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> I've been working. Had a response to that. I've been, I've been working on that intro for a week, but it's a uh, no. I haven't. I have. I have previously tweeted out a very similar joke. That I should have. Um, I should have found my tweet because I'm sure I expressed it better that time. Wonder Woman is out. It's done very well. It's got over a hundred mil, hundred million dollars on its opening weekend. It has, hasn't uh-huh. it? And uh, the uh, Patty Jenkins is going to direct Wonder Woman too as well. How is she? Is that uh, is that confirmed? Oh, I think so. Um, yeah, but as I think I mentioned in the previous podcast, it's going to be. Um, it'll come out only after Bad Girl. Right. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, first things first, we've been talking a bit yep. about accents. How do you pronounce the uh, the actress's name? Any idea? The, the, the whose name? The actress's name. Gal. Yes. Gal. Gado. <laughs> so you saying Gado? Now, I, I listened to her introduce herself several times, and as far as I work out, it's Gadert, or something like that. Gadert. Gadert, maybe. Okay. I'm pretty sure she pronounces the T, because I, G- I, I thought she was French, I'll be honest. She's Israeli, isn't she? She is Israeli. Hmm. So I even watched the whole film thinking she was French. So I, I What? Don't, I, don't, I don't know what an Israeli accent sounds like, but that to me sounded quite French. Re- what? <laughs> no. Not really. No, fair enough. Okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but to be fair, I work with uh, quite a lot of French people, so um, my my understanding of French accents. Okay, and it wasn't helped by the fact that she she kicked off at the Louvre in Paris just to con me even further. Anyway, you, you know that non-French people can go to the Louvre as well, Colin. Well, apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I spent... That, I... I, I May may have other criticisms, but my first criticism is, I thought she was French. I'm not sure. I was... How how is that a criticism <laughs> in any way? That's a fair point. A you fair don't point. even know what the accent sounds like. So, um, there you go. We um, as we always do, we will talk non spoilers. Although the first yes. spoiler, I guess, is that she's not French, uh, and then we will talk spoilers. <laughs> Maybe for a lot of people, they really know Colin. It'll just <laughs> yeah. be a spoiler for you. I, I gotta say that might not be wide widespread spoiler. Um, Yes, and we'll talk non. Uh, we'll talk spoilers. But we'll make clearly mock off, and because Zijan's editing it, he'll remember to to mark it in the timestamps, which I never remember. Yes. Uh, um, but yeah, hundred million dollars open weekend. It's actually um, looking at the budget. Got quite a low budget for these um, for the DC films. So I had a, oh, really, well, relatively, so it's one hundred forty nine million dollars. 
Mm-hmm. But Batman vs. Superman had 250, Man of Steel had 225, uh, even Suicide Squad had 175, so it's, it's the lowest budget of all of those. Oh, wow. Um, which I can understand it being lower than Batman vs. Superman, because that was like a huge, huge movie. I'm surprised it's less than Suicide Squad. Yes. Yeah, because Suicide Squad was quite a small, intimate film, right? Not, yeah, not and, and also, yeah. also a bit of a gamble. Uh, I think Batman v Superman is not a box office gamble. Even even if it's imagine a world's Asian where that film was bad, um, it would still make phenomenal amounts of money. Um, is it making more money than Batman vs Superman Suicide Squad though? Um, so it's making less than Batman v Superman. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's making more than Suicide Squad, but I'm not entirely sure. Well, maybe after this podcast, they'll be making lots more money. Maybe, maybe. I, I'm sure. It, because opening weekend, you don't you've got you kind of got the reviews. We haven't had word of mouth or anything, and I think this will do well on word of mouth. Yeah, it will do. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's do it. It's, it's great, isn't it? It's great fun. It, it's great. It's uh, uh, it's definitely the best um DCEU film so far by a mile. By, by a, a mile. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I want to say that, but just to clarify, <laughs> it's, the the bar is quite low. Yes, <laughs> to be the best DCEU film, but uh, this is not to like. I don't want to distract it from the film because the film is great on its own right. Yeah, I I think we'll come on to more, more detail. Obviously, I, I don't think it kind of it totally recreates the like sort of, um, sets the kind of superhero story on its head. It's it's fairly traditional narrative, mm-hmm. but yeah, and I, I I loved it. I we're coming out thinking I'm sure there are flaws in it, and I'm sure we'll go through some of them. But um, but yeah, just like really great fun time, and all, all like since then I've been kind of thinking, oh yeah, that, that bit was good. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There, it's it's also a little bit difficult for me to pick up the flaws as well in okay. this film. Because I, I think, I, I know there's some, I, I have a few here, but I, I I did spend some time thinking about the film again, just to, yeah. you know, and I'm being very petty and picky when it came to the flaws. So yeah. um, it, it was good. I think it was even better than many of the Marvel Origins films as well that came well, out. Yeah. I thought it was better than like Doctor Strange or Ant-Man. I was actually yeah uh, I, I I was trying to work out the I, I'm saying it's the best origin story since Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you yeah. on that. Uh, the the so I run through yeah, Doctor Strange. This is much better. Doctor Strange I enjoyed at the time, but I watched it again and thought actually this is quite dull. Uh, a lot of this I think this is head and shoulders above Doctor Strange. Um, so the, the other origins we have Suicide Squad. I used to say Ant Man, uh, Fantastic Four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've been Deadpool. Uh, I've not seen Deadpool, so I don't know how. You would rank this against that very nah, different kind of film. But, uh, um, I've always said that Deadpool was a bit overrated. I prefer okay. Wonder Woman's origin. So there you go, definitively the best uh, origin story since uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Definitely. There you go. So uh, there's, there's been lots in the kind of the press and the reaction about this being oh, famous like being a because it's a female-led film in in a way that kind of Star Wars didn't really have, or even the Hunger Games, something like that. This has all been about. This is about the first female superhero that's done really well and what have you. And who better, Zijan, to talk about feminism than two men on the internet? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's it's funny. I I think because there wasn't a lot, there wasn't masses of uh, it's a woman in a man's world. There there was plenty. Well, there was bits of it. I guess when she turned up in Parliament and even in the trenches, but even the trenches, there were women around, so they weren't kind of overly playing. Every scene was, but you can't do that. You're a woman, kind of thing. No. I mean, this was set in World War One, right? So that's right. Yeah. Um, the the attitudes towards women back then had was slightly different than the attitudes right now. 
slightly different. They didn't have the vote, for example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least not in this country. Exactly. Yeah, that was very refreshing. I think it's uh, it's it sets a very good example, and I would hope that this film being r- really well received would you know pave the way for more female-led superhero films in the future. Yeah, and it's it's strange that it's kind of it's been such a big deal because I say when Star Wars came out, Star Wars mm. Episode Seven, and it, and, it, and the lead was Ray, or there wasn't really that or even or Rogue One when the lead's female as well there wasn't a kind of a huge oh it's a woman kind of thing it was just a well of course fine um, and I guess because it's set in a different universe or at least a different galaxy the, the, the whole concept of what does a woman do is that odd thing with comic book films though isn't it that's um, you know hmm. we, I, in comic book films you, you know you, when you think about Marvel and think about what their most famous superheroes are I yeah. mean yeah. Do you even know who Captain Marvel was before? No, I didn't. No. no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and in in the trio of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, I mean, Superman, Batman always had better stories because yeah. they had a stronger fan base. And Wonder Woman well, was kind of there. I was looking through. Um, I, I was looking through uh, her history a bit, and apparently, she, when she first joined the Justice League, it was as their secretary. Uh, what? Which, which, which tells you a little bit about the history of uh, of DC. Um, I, I thought it was interesting because so uh, for those who haven't seen it, um, quickly rush through the process. So, so um, Diana, well, yeah, Diana is um, on the island of Themyscira. Thank you, um, which is tightly populated by women. So she's never seen a man before, uh, yep. and she's been told that she was uh, made from from clay by Zeus, effectively. Or yep. yeah, um, and then uh, Chris Pine's World of One pilot crashes into the the island. Um, and she sees man for the first time. Uh, goes back with him to to World War One. We can do a bit more with spoilers, but that's, that's basically the idea. So I, I thought it was quite interesting that um, you kind of had the the fish out of water with with yeah, she's the only woman who's in the, in Parliament, the only person that's oh, how, to, how could you bring a woman to this room? But kind of comparing that with having grown up exclusively with women, so she's kind of never had this idea of women having a different place to to men. Mm. So Chris Pine finds himself as the only man in Island of Women. I thought it was a nice, kind of a, a neat counterbalance. Um, mm, yeah, I thought I thought it was very good. Um, and yeah, I think, I think in general, I thought Gal played Diana really well. She's fantastic. She I, was I, so good. I think, I think about ninety percent of the reason this film is as good as it is is is, is Gal Gadot. It's, it's because of her. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, when the action scenes, she was so badass. Yes, well, she, she, was. She, she's, she was in the Israeli army for a couple of years, apparently. Um, oh wow, you, you can you can tell. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to pick a fight with her in any situation, man. No. <laughs> I'll definitely lose one hundred percent. Even now, even though it's not like a film, I'll, pre- I'll oh, definitely, definitely lose. Oh, definitely. Yes, no, <laughs> no question. Yeah, such great casting because yeah, I mean she. Looking back through kind of Wonder Woman, you kind of it's sometimes been a. I, I, well, I think, what can I say? I, I say is it, is it a character that's made for women or is it a character that's made for men to read? And I think this is probably enjoyed by both, but quite heavily marketed. It's been quite heavily marketed towards women, um, but it's very enjoyable for both. But yes, like I guess there's no sense that she's only there to be a, a sex symbol or something. She's very much yeah, definitely yeah powerful. Um, and also, there's a lot of emphasis on on her moral character, which you. I guess you get that with Superman as well, but um, yeah, not in the DCU films though. That's the issue. 
No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, even though Superman, Superman in the comics is a very moral character, it's not portrayed very well in the DCU films. Whereas, finally, for once, you know, um, which I think makes this film better, miles better than part of the reason why it makes it better than the other DCU films is because this Wonder Woman is actually a hero. Yeah, and she she does stand for well for truth, justice, in the American way, I suppose. But um, and and. Well, there's even lines in there saying that love is stronger than hate, and some people criticise that as being a bit kind of cor- corny or schmaltzy or whatever. But but, um, but I didn't think so. I thought that was that's who she is. That's her character. That's that's, that's exactly good. exactly. In this day and age, Dejan, in this day and age, we can do more of that. I agree. Um, I thought so. There are some criticisms I have. So I, I think I can't really I can't really criticise any of the cast. I thought they were all all great. Chris Pine did a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well, I mean, kind of outshone a little bit, but fair enough. Um, talking about that that budget, the, there were times when I thought the CGI didn't quite live up to expectations. Some of the kind of some of her leaping around looked a little bit obviously CGI in the kind of a la Catwoman back in the day. Um, but that's, that's a minor quibble. And most of the scenes, were, I think, most of the CGI scenes were fine. There's just once, twice, I thought, oh, I can see where they've had to save the budget a little bit there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you spotted that, but. Uh, not that much. I was I was very impressed with the action scenes, as I said. Uh, and yeah, you know when she came out from the trenches and the electric guitars started yeah. uh, playing. Oh, that was that was a great scene. I like so, that a lot. So, so I don't think this is spoilers because it's in all the trailers. But yeah, the, the, the Wonder Woman theme. I think it's a great theme, but you have to use it sparingly. And they mm. did they did a great job. Yes, yeah, so the trenches scene and another scene where she kind of clears a clears a warehouse. Um, but, speaking of soundtracks and themes as well, uh, oh, yeah. I tell this. The soundtrack for this is fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. I was okay. throughout, yeah, throughout this whole film, I was listening to the tunes and behind it, it's it's just great. Uh, I mean, compared to especially if you think about all the um, DCU films so far, and even mm. some of the Marvel films, um, who I, I was searching on who was um, writing, uh, who did the soundtrack for this. Um, oh, yeah. It was uh, someone who used to work for Hans Zimmer. Okay, uh, I can see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's magnificent. Um, I have to say, one of my favorite soundtracks so far this year. Really? So, I'll be, I'll, if I'm honest, I didn't really. Other than obviously the the, the Wonder Woman theme, I didn't mm. really notice it. And I guess maybe that's a sign of a good soundtrack. But um, I wouldn't have pulled that as one of the great strengths. But there you go. Fair enough. Mm. What I would say is a great strength is, in fact, I'll probably this is an area where the DCU is getting it right. Is costume? I think. I think. So the Wonder Woman costume was a great kind of reimagining of because if if you put her in the kind of the, the 1970s wherever it was costume it would just be a complete laughing stock it'd be ridiculous yeah definitely um, so I think that was a great reimagining and, and looking through the I think the, the Batman costume they've got is is probably the best Batman costume we've had if you look at Chris uh, Christopher Nolan's now it looks pretty silly com- in comparison um, even things like the Flash and Aquaman I think that, that looks good so they, they might not be able to make great films but the costumes bang on I would say. Yeah. Mm. I, I agree with that, and I like to. Um, I, I, again, I don't think it was really spoilers, but at one point she's kind of trying to blend in 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 London. And I thought her blending in costume was very good as well. Kind of hints of hints of Clark Kent a bit with the glasses. <laughs> Everyone thinks that so long as you put on glasses, you look different. And they even comes on the film, didn't they? It's like, oh yes, like that makes her not the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a... Both of the both of us wear co- uh, glasses, Colin. Yeah, imagine how beautiful we'd be if we took them off. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, I thought the 
so again, I, I don't, I don't want to make too many Christmas because I really did enjoy it, but um, I thought the color palette was a bit too kind of grey when she got off the island, and, and that's a. I th- a lot of this is in comparison with the rest of the Justice League, and the just and compared to Batman v Superman, there wasn't wasn't a problem at all because that was terrible color. Um, but kind of, I think the, the the kind of Paradise Island is is very beautiful and and very well shot. And then when they kind of come to London, I know they're trying to make a contrast, but yep. maybe it went went a bit too far that way. Um, Wasn't that what London looked like in the 1920s? Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> probably, probably did. Yeah, that's a fair point. Maybe it did. But I think if you're going to have a costume that's kind of reds and blues and stuff, this is the problem with Man of Steel, or one of the many problems. Uh, you've got this kind of red-blue costume and you make it look kind of grey. Mm. You lose, lose some of the impact, I think. Um, should we move into spoilers? Yeah. Let's do spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. Um... Yeah, so, so uh, I know you've already, already talked about the No Man's Land scene. I thought that was kind of an iconic scene here. I was a little bit disappointed she did, when they said um, no man can go into there. She didn't say, I am no man, before she straight out. <laughs> are, are we doing like this whole Eowyn thing from um, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, it's, it's entirely stolen, but, um, uh, but that would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a quibble? Is that an actual quibble? That's my criticism. They didn't steal this... enough lines from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think um, I have a slight issue with the three sidekicks okay of Steve Trevor yeah 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 I thought they were pretty much uh, pointless they didn't add to the plot much I mean they spoke to about one of the guys you know uh, being like an expert marksman and then they didn't go anywhere with that I mean like well it turned out he he couldn't shoot anymore didn't it yeah but why bring it it's a bit like um Feel like uh, Magnificent Seven. Yeah, but I thought he was going to be able to shoot. You know, he he he'll pull yeah. off this excellent shot in the oh, end. Oh, you thought that'd be a bigger uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But nothing happened. That, that re- I could say it reminded me a bit of Rogue One with this kind of very multi-ethnic cast, and I, I don't know what Wonder Woman's history is, but it felt kind of deliberately okay. We'll have this diversity. Yeah, we'll have this person. Yeah, this diversity. Very, and hey, good for them. But um. It kind of felt a bit on the nose, and it's like, were there really Native Americans fighting in the trenches? I, I don't. His name was Chief as well, Colin. His name was Chief. Yeah, that's. I'll, I'll, duck, I'll duck under that. One. <laughs> um. Yeah, for me, I thought it was that um, in Batman versus Superman, they had a picture of uh, Wonder Woman. Oh with yeah. Five, uh, four other people, and then I thought, dang it, I need to put them in now. <laughs> I have no choice now. What do I do? What do I do? Okay, just add three random characters now, and let's see how it goes. They they really added nothing to the plot. They did. Could have done without them. Yeah, yeah. I can. I think I can see why they were there because you wouldn't just want her and Steve Trevor. I guess trying to you trying to have this message of unity and banding together. But you, you're right; the characters weren't really developed significantly, were they? No, um, that's the thing. You don't know. I guess. Yeah. On, on the other hand, I, I'm not sure I wanted to know get to know any better. I could quite happily live without <laughs> the de- details of their lives. But uh, um, one of the things I, I really liked about the character that the gal was doing was I'm calling her by her first name not because we're good friends but because I really don't have any confidence in how to say her surname so uh, I'm not entirely sure I got the first name <laughs> um, I like the fact that it was kind of she was always came across very confident but also had this kind of naivety oh I love that bit about fish, her fish out of water yeah and I, I think she played that fantastic so it's just things like when she bought the ice cream and said yes. oh you should be very proud of yourself that's right which apparently is a line straight from the comics was it um, there you go yeah I saw um 
I, I, it's a shame I don't think we'll get to see that again because by obviously her Batman Vs Superman's 100 years later yeah. and she's absolutely confident in everything she does and, and she always had that kind of confidence in herself it's just she didn't she'll probably have lots more ice cream since then I'm sure I'm sure there'll be an, I'm sure there'll be an ice cream uh, in the in the supermarkets even now the Wonder Woman ice cream yeah <laughs> yeah um, I, I agree with that um, I think some of my favourite scenes um, apart from the action scenes were the, the quiet ones between her and Steve Trevor uh, I yes. like the ones uh, my, one of my favourite scenes of all is basically when they were on the boat leaving Temiscura okay. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I, 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 I thought that was done so well I mean she displayed her naivety and you know it was just good chemistry between both characters yeah they, they work well together didn't they? and I'm, it can be a bit thankless because I mean I guess Chris Pine effectively just doing the the standard love interest mm. role but he did it well you know they work well together you know I love a romantic subplot I know you so do was, <laughs> I was like oh, Colin would be so happy with this uh, I was very very pleased, I was watching very the film. did you think the, the romantic uh, plot was deserved though um, did it develop naturally? Yeah, I think I think it worked, I think it worked fine. I, I I guess, and this is again where kind of you play into the, being the first female superhero. If you had a plot line that was too heavily focused on romance, I think it would be very criticised for thinking, oh, that's the only thing that women are interested mm. in, or, or something like that. So I'm, I think they were kind of fighting a losing battle on that one. Um, yeah, I mean, on the one hand, she's fallen in love with the first man she's ever met, which I guess is not a <laughs> she's not a lot to choose from. But, <laughs> Yeah, it's a good thing that like, the first man she's met looks like Chris Pine as well. I've got to say, as he as he himself said, he's he's above average. <laughs> yeah, I say I, I I think what, what I like about this, I think is it didn't go too jokey. So there were some funny moments, but there were kind of it wasn't. It it definitely didn't feel like a Marvel film. I, I thought it was a bit more serious than that. It didn't take itself as seriously as maybe Batman v Superman did. Yeah, I'm glad they did have uh, some jokey scenes. Yeah, but I think that, that thing in the boat, they had a couple of punchlines, but I think it would have been done a lot differently in Marvel, mm. was my feeling. Um, so how do you think this fits into the kind of the into the dynamic of the wider universe? I think we've, we've all agreed, all two of us, that it's um, the best one yes. yet, by some distance. Do, do you think it kind of fit neatly into that franchise? Or? The issue is Justice League is coming out with Zack Snyder directing. Yeah. So it all depends on how he treats this character, right? Whether yeah. he'll treat her with so, the same uh, amount of, you know, care, especially given that she'll be getting less screen time as that, as she's going to share them with yeah. everyone else. So I don't know. So she she was, she was one of the best bits in Batman v Superman, I think. But we didn't really see her. the range that she showed in this one. I mean, obviously, she, how could we? It was five minutes, right, as opposed to two hours, or whatever. But, but I think yeah, you're right. We didn't see the character develop. It, this is this is tricky because we've we've both been quite critical of Zack Snyder. I mm. know probably continue to be but um i think i think i don't want to be too critical uh, yeah sad news that his daughter died recently and, and he's moved away from justice league yeah. at the moment um joss whedon's getting involved with kind of getting it over the line albeit i think he'll probably do that in zach Snyder's style rather than his stone style trying imprint it. yeah um but i think this this is kind of it was it fit kind of in in, in as much as unlike so so when we had um doctor strange that felt like a massive leap to me in the Marvel universe to kind of say oh yeah there's magic over here by mm. the way whereas, whereas having Diana being kind of so this spoilers section now she, she is in fact the daughter of Zeus that kind of although it takes a bit of swallowing it, it seemed to fit better into this universe than it would in, into Marvel I think 
you kind of you've got obviously Superman from another mm, planet. Definitely. You've, you've got Doomsday. So I, I I bought that a lot better than I bought Doctor Strange. It's always been like this though. How many planes are flying over me today? Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but it's always been like this though. Um, I mean, even in the comic books, um, the Justice League or the DC heroes tend to be very. Um, they tend to be That's very strong. You know, I mean, yeah. they tend to be pretty much like gods, uh, and they yeah. are revered, and you know, people people love them and all that jazz. Whereas in the Marvel, they took they took the opposite sense. I mean, yeah. you have an alcoholic who's who built a suit out of armor. You got like yeah, a, a, yeah, yeah. a World War Two veteran who suddenly appears, and you know he's only he he's not invulnerable in any way. Yeah, um, and they took a completely different stance, and I think I I think it's good that you have two different points of view. Yeah, and I think because a lot of kind of there's been a lot of criticism of the DC and and, and kind of its fans say oh you, you just want everything to be like Marvel you just want everything and, and it's not true I think a film like this is distinctively not Marvel but is is great I think more more stuff that kind of yeah fine we can have gods and. And and mythology, in my view, that wasn't the issue really. It was just make a decent film um, <laughs> with a sensible plotline, with, with um, one plot, with a plotline, any plotline, yeah, just one, yeah. <laughs> just something. So, um, so big, big, big twist at the end. Turns out, uh, Professor Lupin, Ares wasn't 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 the person. It was Professor Lupin. It wasn't uh, Colonel Striker. Wasn't he Striker in one of the? Uh, I think so. Things? Yeah. Um, I didn't see yeah. that one coming. I was very, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I I kind of towards towards I think ah oh, maybe Ares is someone else. That's kind of a classic twist, but I couldn't think who it would be. I, Partly because I'd forgotten that he was in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I only thought that Ares could be someone else when she went and fought him properly, and I thought it was going to be Doctor Poison for for a oh, point really? in time. Okay. I was like, oh well, I think it'll be quite cool to make you know Ares uh, female. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So I. Part of me wishes they hadn't gone for this big CGI climax. I, I realised that they always do, so I was kind of expecting it. But I, I, I think maybe my favourite scene, or certainly one of my favourite scenes, is when she, when she kills the person she thinks is Ares, and then she's expecting like everyone to just stop fighting. She thinks that all of mankind is kind of under his yep. spell, or at least all the germs yeah, under yeah. his spell. And that was b- beautifully played. It was like her kind of realisation that actually humans aren't perfect, good people necessarily. Yeah, and they're... And yeah, you got Chris Pine, Steve Trevor tr- trying to explain to her, yeah, maybe they're just maybe they're just fighting. And I thought that was really beautifully mm. played. And I, I kind of, I wish they kind of stuck to that, or kind of say, well, that that is your that is your climax. Maybe she, she then goes and they they blow up the gas or whatever else. But um, whereas, rather than saying, okay, now she, oh, she's found the real Ares, that's a mm. big fight. Um, which I mean, it was it was done. Well, it certainly was done a hell of a lot better than Doomsday in in Batman v yep. Superman. Um, I can't complain with with the execution of it. I just thought it was a kind of a, 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 maybe a slightly obvious way to finish yeah, a film. Yeah, um, I I agree with you there because um, <laughs> we've seen all these films a dime a dozen already. There's always one big CGI fight yeah. first at the end. Um, although uh, I thought um, Steve Trevor's sacrifice was quite moving. Yeah, yeah, kind of a kind of a little bit Captain America, wasn't mm. it? With the uh, plane going down and it was it was one of those ones where you think actually yes there was a real reason for doing this sometimes they sacrifice themselves and you think did you really need to do can you just put it into water or something <laughs> can, can, you, can you can you can do, you do that I've, have you flown a plane before Colin yeah. uh, no no I haven't no um, especially not one filled with explosives poison or, gas or poison gas um, I thought I, I thought I was amused by Dr. Poison it's one of the many ways in which 
clearly Dr. Poison is a character in the comics and they've had to try and incorporate her and say, oh, we can't actually call her Dr. Poison. So we'll have a Dr. whatever. Dr. Poison, the boys in the trenches call her. Yeah, fair <laughs> okay. Well, she, she needs a code name, right? Now I wonder how they came up with Wonder Woman yeah. given that no one's going to call her that. Well, no, no one, one said, said Wonder Woman, yeah, No one said Wonder Woman at all. Which I think is a good thing. No one even... Yeah, I don't really care. But, uh, <laughs> I think I would have been annoyed if they'd done the kind of Fantastic Four thing of saying, wow, that woman sure is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been pretty bad. So. <laughs> I remember that so much. Um, have you ever ever read the book Frankenstein? By Mary Shelley. I'm going, yeah, no. I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, where are you going um, with this? So one of the things that annoyed me about that book... Um, okay, this guy creates Frankenstein. Then Frankenstein runs. Oh, he sorry. Frankenstein creates a monster. Uh, the monster runs off. Uh, Frankenstein hears that someone's been killed, and he's like, "Oh, that must have been my monster." And you're reading it thinking, "Why? Why? Why must it have been your monster? That's ridiculous." And then it is the monster. I felt a bit like that with Ares in this. Okay, because Wonder Woman's okay. like, "Oh, there's some fighting. It must be Ares." And you're sitting there thinking, "Well, no, it's just some fighting that love." Uh, and then um, she gets there, and it is Ares. That reminded me of Frankenstein. And I apologise for calling Wonder Woman love. I didn't mean to do that. That's that's bad. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Gal. Um, uh, yeah, she'll kick your ass anyway, so... Uh, no, she's, she's far too nice to do that. Um, sure, sure, she'll forgive me. Anyway, she, she won't understand me because um, French is her first language, I hear. Mm. Um, I think one more point of the film that and I think it's a small niggle as well. It's all the parts where Steve just didn't explain everything to Diana. Just okay. to continue the plot. I remember there was a point when Diana was at the ball and she was going to kill him. And Steve oh, yeah. said, no, this will ruin the plan. And then she was asking why and he didn't explain. I thought, I, I always okay. hate that kind I, of plot point in any film. I didn't really, I didn't really pick up on that, but I'm, I'm sure you're right. Mm. I, yeah. In any plot point where people just can't explain I was saying oh I'll explain to you later oh you don't yeah. understand now just just that's tell like them a, already jeez that's the first at least first two books of the Maze Runner uh, trilogy is, <laughs> just is, is, speak is to people God, communicate <laughs> so uh, we've already talked about Gal's accent <laughs> just a little bit more on that everyone on the island has the same accent as her I think that's got to be great when you're an actor. You're so important that rather than changing your accent, everyone else has to change theirs to match yours. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Why not? I'd take it. Uh, I was going to ask as well, were there Americans in the British intelligence in World War I? Uh, yes, I think so. I don't know for sure, but I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Prove me wrong. <laughs> um, no, I was just wondering that because I was... When when they're heading back to London, I was thinking, huh, why is he American? Why is he in British intelligence? Oh, right. Yeah, it was interesting that it was set in... Because they, they didn't... Did they go to America at all? I'm not sure they did. Uh, um, I know for a fact that the second Wonder Woman is going to be set in America. Oh, okay. Because she's such an... Um, obviously, she's not American, but they're kind of... She lives in America, isn't she, for the for run? It seems odd to... I guess they're trying to... Maybe it's playing on the diversity thing to have it elsewhere. Hmm. Or maybe just because there was a more active role in the, the World War One for for more years, maybe. But yeah, I say I'm, I'm looking forward to see. Well, obviously, I guess the entire cast is gone apart from her because it's hundred years later. Or, well, they're I mean, all so dead. Not, unless they're kind of going to do a kind of lots more 
Like three quarters, no, they're going to they pick, pick up the twenties or something. I imagine they won't. They will do a Bucky like Winter Soldier. Then you see Steve Trevor well, coming w- back again. <gasps> I, I was wondering if they would. Do you reckon they will? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> God. Uh, I really, I, I, I think it wouldn't be. I'd, I'd like to see him again. I think they've got good chemistry. I think I'd like to see him again. But you're, yeah. But already the similarities between Wonder Woman and Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, they they are there. Yeah. Um, so I don't want the second film to be pretty similar to that as well. But there's there's um there's time travel in uh, in this universe, isn't there? Uh, because so, you have um, Flash, right? Yeah. So th- there might be scope for getting Steve Trevor back. I, I don't know if they'll bother because it, it bits of this film felt very standalone in, in, in that respect. And I don't. So I can I, I don't think Zack Snyder in Justice League is worrying about what she's thinking about Steve Trevor. <laughs> but. Um, Interestingly, I think we, we talked about this being um, a really good origin story. Mm. I'm trying to think. I, I'm not sure how much we know about the other DCU films, but it might be the only origin story we're getting after apart from Man of Steel, because the Batman's not going to be uh, Flash. <laughs> Do we want to see a be. young Bruce Wayne stuck in a well with bats flying again? Uh, yeah, we, we've had enough of that. Was, <laughs> uh, and the Flash and Aquaman are both coming out after Justice League, so I, I can't imagine they're going to go back and explain who they are again, and, and even Cyborg. So. I guess the next one's only Green Lantern. Uh, yeah, I don't think we need that many origin stories, really. No, I gotta say that's been a weakness of Marvel recently. I think we've had too many, and we're gonna keep getting them, I suppose. But uh, there you go. Um, yeah. What, what 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 do you think of the new DC logo? Which one? Well, they had all the different comic book characters coming out. And, oh, I thought that was good. That was fun. Mm, I thought felt a bit co- felt a little copy Marvel. Yeah, a bit, but, but well, I mean, what else can you do with DC, right? You yeah, have your true. plethora of characters. That's the only thing you're known for. So, I thought that was great. So there you go. Do you have high hopes for Justice League? Uh, yeah, I am. I am more optimistic now. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll give Wonder Woman like an eight point five or nine, yeah. something like that. Uh, did you know that this was Patty Jenkins, the director's second feature film? I did not. What was her first one? A monster. Oh, yes, I did. I did read the that. The one okay. starring Charlize Theron. So, well done to her. For, yeah, great job. Yeah. Great job. They made a good one, Dijon. They made a good one. They made a good one. <laughs> great. Um, I have nothing more to say on that film. Yep, uh, other than to an, any time Gal wants to come onto the podcast and explain her heritage, uh, she's very welcome to do that. Julianne Moore films. How many do you In have? Our, our next segment, Actor Factor. Uh, for those of you who are new, Actor Factor is a segment where we talk about films starring a particular actor. And I have seen 13 of them. What? How <laughs> is that possible? Uh, I, I didn't know that Julianne Moss died in so many films. It's, it's late in the day to explain how films... <laughs> what happened What happened was I put it onto a, my TV screen. Yes, how many yes. have you seen, Ah, uh, Five. Okay. <laughs> You can uh, start, can first? You can start. Okay, I'll start. Um, so apparently she's in The Fugitive. I had no idea she was in The Fugitive. Who does she play in The Fugitive? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> what do you bring up then? Uh, I was going through, I'm going through an order. Um, so my, my... Let's start with my least favourite, um, which is going to be The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. We've we've talked about this before. Yeah, that is also my style. least favourite. Yeah, and she, she does nothing much wrong in it, but... Goodness me, that's boring. Um, yeah, I'll jump to the good ones. Um, so, Crazy Stupid Love, I've talked about before. I think that's a great rom-com. Uh, she plays Steve Carell's wife, who's in the process of 
divorcing him. Mm-hmm. Um, she is characteristically excellent in it. Um, she's also in Nine Months with Hugh Grant, which I enjoyed. I think it got pretty bad reviews. Is it about um, someone being pregnant? It is about someone being pregnant. In, in particular, Julianne Moore. Um, she, she's having Hugh Grant's baby. They break up. They get back together. Jeff Goldblum's in it. It's um, it's a little bit broad in its comedy, I'll be honest. There's a great kind of scene where they drive him to the hospital and keep hitting. Like they drive there a cyclist has to take him to the hospital as well, and someone falls in front of the car has to take him to the hospital. Uh... <laughs> your 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 sound there is very much the sound the critics made uh, at the time. <laughs> oh well. Um, but uh, still, Alice. You've seen still Alice. I've seen still Alice. I saw it with you, I believe. Really, I saw it on DVD. Did you? Oh, okay, so I didn't see I it with that, you. I, no, I saw I saw it on Netflix actually. Um, it's a very good film uh, about um, a linguistics professor played by Julianne Moore who has Alzheimer's. Yeah, and she won uh, She won her Oscar for yeah. it. Yeah, it's heartbreaking, like, to see someone with Alzheimer's going through Alzheimer's, like... Yeah, and it's a very, very moving film, particularly because, well, it's always heartbreaking, I guess, but because she was, you say, a linguistics professor mm. and, and relies on language so much. Um, that's a very moving portrayal, and uh, I think, on the one hand, it's kind of, it's Oscar bait, isn't it, to play that kind of character? Definitely but I think she is, really yeah. did. She did her research properly, didn't she? And she really... Mm. I thought yeah. Kristen Stewart was actually quite good in it as well. She was. Yeah, I've not seen much Kristen Stewart stuff, but um, yeah, she's playing the daughter. She did very well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I should mention The Big Lebowski. People love that film. Really love that film. I've heard of it. I, everyone keeps telling me to watch it. I've not seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not, is that what the well, critics say that's all at a point in time? Uh, no, critics adored it. Uh, I kind of... Yeah, fine. Okay. It's a film. It's, Jeff Bridges is very good, isn't it? It's a film. <laughs> I think it's, I think if you take drugs, it's probably a great one. <laughs> <laughs> don't you, Colin? <clears throat> I, I don't take drugs, no. <laughs> no, so I, I wouldn't know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick Crazy Stupid Love as my favourite. Um, I agree with you on that. Uh, I think Crazy Stupid Love is my favourite Julianne Moore film, even though still Alice was the one that she won an Oscar in. But overall, I think the, in film-wise, the overall film, I prefer Crazy Stupid Love. There you go. You got anything else uh, you've seen from her? The only you one know? else is Jurassic Park 2. That was, I enjoyed Jurassic Park 2. Back in the day. I saw it at the cinema back in the day. I enjoyed it too it? because uh, it had my favourite dinosaur in it. What's your favourite dinosaur? It's Stegosaurus. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, I've also, I think I've previously recommended Children of Men on the podcast. Um, beautifully shot film. Mm. Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, she's in that alongside Clive Owen. Um, she's also in a film called Blindness actually which is very weird isn't I'll, I'll that the one with Margaret Edwards is it based on Margaret Edwards book oh maybe it's okay. called The Blind Assassin right That's isn't that oh um, no, no I don't think that's the same thing so it's a blindness basically there's um, Mark Ruffalo's in it Julian Moore but there's uh, this kind of virus that makes people go blind oh probably not and, um, and they all get kind of locked away to stop it spreading and it's kind of a, a dystopian thing where when they're locked away, there's kind of these factions they're set up and, and people treating each other horrendously. And it's it's very difficult to watch, oh. but um, very quite profound, I thought. Oh. There you go. There you go. We we seem to have agreed on uh, the best and worst, which is unusual, but there you go, definitive. Uh, and now we're on, Zijan, to... Uh, oh, no, no, next sorry. time on X Factor. First of all, next time on X Factor. Uh, Tell me. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, good choice. <laughs> would, I would, would there ever be a bad choice? Yeah, actually, I just yeah, love Mark there are, there are, there are bad choices. 
There are bad choices, yes. Definitely um, there are bad choices. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there've been some where we've realised we've only seen like two films of yes. them. But, but Mark Ruffalo is a great choice, and I will tell you all about his rom coms I love. You're going to be delighted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Looking so much for it uh, as our, our, our audience, I imagine. We don't do enough rom-com stuff. Anyway, um, now on to the Aliens franchise quiz, where we recently, well, we discovered last time we've both seen three of the films. I'll be honest, I barely remember any of them. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. Oh, this will be fine. Um, uh, and in fact, I have checked, we're, we're at three all for the year. Yes. So, uh, so either one of us could go ahead today. Uh, question one for you is which Doctor Who actor appeared as mass murderer in Golic in Alien 3 who watches Alien 3 no one's seen Alien 3 you've not seen Alien 3 either no no I haven't but I have read Wikipedia Uh, when I say Doctor Who actor I mean he was one of the people who played Doctor Who oh jeez I only know like Chris Eccleston David Tennant Matt Smith I'm going to go with Chris Eccleston Paul McGann who you played Doctor Who. Um, right. And Golic in Alien 3. Question one it gets for me. easier from there. <laughs> um, yes. What was the name given to the aliens in the film franchise, which literally translates from Greek for alien form? Uh, Xenomorph. Yep, that's correct. One nil to me. Uh, what character was played by Lance Henriksen in two films? <laughs> Where are these corrections coming from, Colin? <laughs> no one knows who knows who's... Uh, people people will know that one who, who's this Lance Lance Henriksen Henriksen I think his middle name might be James but don't quote me on that uh, do I know him why do I know him I don't know him is it Bishop it is Bishop very good <laughs> uh, that seems almost suspiciously good no what do you mean I had to guess someone right oh, I don't know I don't know oh is it Bishop I'm just going to guess the name at random <laughs> Ridiculous. You have to have more faith, Colin. We're doing this via <laughs> Skype, so you have no choice but to accept this. I, I couldn't hear any, any typing. <laughs> <in there. laughs> uh, question two for me is, um, in the Alien film series, what do the characters Ash, Bishop and David all have in common? Uh, they are all androids. Yep. Um, so. Excellent. Two, one. Question three. Who wrote Alien Resurrection? <sighs> uh, oh, yeah, I know this because it's question four. Oh, yeah. Joss Whedon. It was Joss Whedon. Yep. Yep. Too old. Anyway, yeah, you might as well give, us, give yourself another point from now. Uh, question oh, yeah. three. Uh, how did Ripley defeat the Queen in Aliens? Uh, she blasts her out of the airlock. That's right. Look at this. Um, okay, question four for you. What is the name of the ship's cat in Aliens? Oh, that's Jones. That is Jones. Very good. That makes it... Three or one, I believe. Well, you'll give you the gift at this point anyway, so... Is it Joss Whedon? Uh, no, but... No? Which, 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 was the, which of the films was written by Joss Whedon? Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, okay, your final question, which you need to stay in the game. According to Alien Covenant, what is the inspiration for David's name? What? Oh, was it one of the creators... It wasn't. That he was, was based he was named on. After, he was named after Michelangelo's David. Oh, really? Oh, he, yes. He, I read that. Dang it. Or indeed, he chose to name himself after that. <sighs> okay. There you go. I, well, I said one more question. Victory for me, but hit, hit me. Hit me. Uh, just to give... Is this uh, question five? This could be This could be full marks. Mm, yeah. In which one... franchise I know nothing about. 
Question five. In which month is Alien Day celebrated? In ref- Oh, I saw this. Um, it's cele- I'll, I'll stop you there. Yep. It's celebrated in April. 26th of April. Well done. Named after LV426, whatever that is. Which is the moon where Aliens was set on. Yeah, really? Yes. There you go. 5-3. Well done. Thank you very much. What are we quizzing on next time, DJ? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> because um, that its sequel is coming out in a couple of weeks, we are going to be quizzing oh. on Despicable Me. Despicable right. Me, Despicable Me Too, and obviously Minions. Obviously. Obviously, Colin. How many of these films have you seen, Zizia? Uh One. Okay. I've seen none of them, so this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at you on Aliens, Colin. You did five out That's of five, true. so who knows? That's true. Uh, we are Also, as I mentioned earlier, we are covering uh, The Mummy, so I look forward to watching that through uh, through the gaps in my, my uh, fingers at the cinema. Um and the first of our many Tom Cruise uh, reviews. Yep. Yay. See you then. Bye.